Good day, fellow podcast enthusiasts, and welcome back to another episode of the Brayden and Colin Show. Of course, I am Colin. And I am Brayden. And today we actually do have a very special guest, our um, teacher, I guess. Um, Andrea, go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi, my name is Andrea France, and I'm a professor of digital media, and I have these two clowns to work with uh, through KBVU, and also in my photo class. Um, yeah, Except we might that not they have... skip my photo class. Yeah, we week. might not have been in there last week. You know, how many people were actually in there? Um, more than I'm not even going to tell you because you weren't there. Oh shit! And, yeah, you missed it, and it was awesome. It was a great <laughs> class, and I gave extra credit. Hmm. Oh no. I'll be honest, I don't think we need the extra credit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just going to say it, but um, I think we'll be fine in photo. We'll be all right. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's get right into the introduction questions. Brayden, do you want to ask the first question or do you want yeah, me to ask the first question? I'll ask question? the first question because I love this question. Are you a cat or a dog person? I have one of each. Okay, but you got to be one yeah, more than me. Oh, you're killing me, guys. Okay, um... I guess I have to say that I'm a dog person, and I'm really, really sorry, Jake. Uh, Jake's my cat. Um, but but I fell deeply, deeply in love with dogs when we got our first dog, and I, I yeah, okay. And I guess I'm a dog person. What's your dog's name? His name is Finn. Finnegan. Oh, that's, oh, that's cute. Don't worry. Brayden's also a dog person. I can't really call myself either because I've never had a pet except a rock, but my parents wouldn't even let me keep the rock. Colin, we should change that for you. We should make sure I that know. you get a pet. Yeah, I'm an adult now. I can make adult decisions like that. Precisely. (laughs) Getting into the next question, what makes you want to teach? It's pretty deep. I know. People like you? (laughs) That's Um, a good answer. (laughs) What I'll say is that there's no greater honor than to go on this journey with um, young people who are navigating life at this stage. It's, It's an incredible partnership, and... It's super energizing, and I love coming to work. Of course you do, because, I mean, who wouldn't want to be around Brayden and I? Well, I mean, I wanted to be around you last Tuesday, but you decided (laughs) to abandon me. Um, Next question. I know Brayden loves this next question so much. I love this question, too. What's your favorite color? My favorite color is red. Oh. I am also a red person, Andrea. I, I love red. I'm it's so glad we have vibrant, the same favorite color. Passionate. It's it's the color of fire. I love red. You can tell so much about somebody. Yeah. yeah. What color. does that tell you? I don't know. I just, Honestly, I Brayden, though, we always person. say it can tell you so much, but we don't actually know what it tells you. Well, so. I've got this image in my mind of what it means. It just means you're like more of a vibrant person. Like, you're just a red person. Know, blue just seems like a little bit more chill to me. Like it reminds me of the ocean. Ah, yeah. But, I can't yeah. swim very well, so that would never be my color. Not I blue. actually can swim very well as a lifeguard, but our swim chunks are red, you know, as a lifeguard. So I guess that works. Unless you <laughs> work at um, Kings Point in Storm Lake, their trunks are actually blue. Only time I've ever seen that in my life. Huh. On to the next question. Um, what's your favorite part about being like, what's the best part about Digi's? Like specifically Digi's. <laughs> Digi's are amazing because they have, generally speaking, incredible work ethic. You have to want to do this. You have to want to make media. And sometimes that means that they're up all night in Loggy. That's why they're called Loggy Livens. <laughs> and uh, they're they're doing their stuff. And they also work really great together. I mean, 
there's a real sense of family and camaraderie uh, in our program that I don't know that you see anywhere else. I definitely feel that one. Um, you know, I've turned in some photos at 1158 before. Uh-huh. <laughs> I saw definitely. that. But I mean, that's just, it's the grind and the grind never stops. No. The grind never days. stops. You can always make media. Yes. Yeah. Facts. Any time of day. All right. Next question is going to be, what was your favorite memory from college? Oh, man. <laughs> um, it wasn't that long ago. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Lie. Um, let's see. My favorite memory from college. I, you know, weirdly, it, it actually wasn't even on the college campus. I studied for a semester in Germany when I was an undergraduate. And I think, honestly, my best memories of college came from working, from being in school in Germany with my fellow college students. That's actually where I met my husband. Um, And just learning the language and learning the culture. I loved a lot about college. But I think definitely going to the pub after class yeah. In Germany, probably <laughs> oh, yes. wins. In Germany, of course. Do you know German? Yes, I do. Oh, jeez. We have a German flag on our door because we had a German exchange student come to one of our friends' houses, and we just loved him. And to honor him, we have a German flag on our door. So, <laughs> did you learn any German? No. Uh, <laughs> I learned. Uh, I think Krakenwagen is a uh, is an ambulance. Very good. Yes, yes, that is like excellent. the only word I learned. I, I don't very, know very any. Good. It's fun to say. I absolutely know none. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> and moving on to the last question, getting into, of course, today's a very special topic. What sparked your interest in First Amendment law? Well, years ago, I was invited to participate in a an educational um, training session in Nashville. Tennessee at the Freedom Forum um, to learn a little bit about how to teach First Amendment law because the school that I taught for at the time, which was not BB, uh, needed someone to step in and teach that. And while I had taken First Amendment and I knew I knew media law to some degree, I really didn't know how to teach it. And so I went and I met um, some of who, the people who remain to this day my most influential mentors in that area and they just lit a fire under me it it became I really drank the Kool-Aid when I was in Nashville and it was it was awesome it was amazing and that's that's what did it for me that's awesome that is awesome you know it's like that wow moment as Braden was talking about on last episode it's that wow moment where you're like wow this is you know what I want to do can yeah. I give a shout out to those three guys who changed my life? Well, feel yeah. free, feel free. All right, so uh, Gene Polisinski, uh is is among the most influential voices in the entire country right now on First Amendment law and the importance of First Amendment education. He is the um, chief operating officer for the Museum Foundation. Um, Ken Paulson is currently. Um, well, actually, I'm not sure exactly what his full, full title is right now, but he has been in charge of the Freedom Forum. He and Gene together were some of the founding editors for USA Today. And then um, Mark Witherspoon, who is my very, very good friend 
and he teaches at Iowa State University in Ames. Ah, and well, actually, he doesn't teach. He's he's the advisor for the Iowa State Daily, and um, we are very very good friends. And uh, he helped lead that workshop. So together, the three of them really influenced me incredibly. That's amazing. But yeah, um, getting into today's topic, of course, I would like to first state that Braden and I are not geniuses about First Amendment law, you know. Um, neither one of us have taken a First Amendment law class. I mean, Andrea's probably going to make us look very ignorant, but we're that's okay. Learning. We're learning. We're, we're going to learn, you know. I appreciate Always the effort that you're learning. Experience. Yes. yes, I appreciate the effort that you're learning this week. Okay, Andrea, the first thing I have for you, one, is like knowing First Amendment law so well, can you state the First Amendment word for word? Yes. Oh, I have it here, so you can go ahead. Oh, God, now you're testing me. I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna mess up a couple. Okay. Um, Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or freedom of speech or the right of the people peaceably to assemble and to petition their go- government to air their grievances. Is that you close? You forgot that or so of the close. press. Or of the press. How did freedom. I do that? Oh, my gosh. That's what you forgot. You forgot oh the press. Oh, my gosh. Of speech yeah, and <laughs> of, press. How'd you, how'd you of forget the press? Of all of those, press. really, yeah. The press. You had me on that spot to actually say that the was, 45 words. <laughs> that was really impressive. I honestly did not know you were going to be able to name all of it. We were doing this with our friends, like, two days ago, and, like, the, people could only name, like, two. Well, but if you had asked me to tick off the five freedoms, yeah. I could have done that. Yeah, like with that. The, you know, I was I know you could have done language. that. That would have yeah. been too easy, though. You <laughs> I know, know, I know. You got you know. to give it some challenge. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But just blanked for a second. Um, the First Amendment could do that for you. You know, <laughs> yeah. it could kind of make you blank. And actually, if you were blanking on the First Amendment, you would not be alone in this country. Yeah, uh, very right. few I mean, people can actually name all five freedoms, n- nor do they understand what they mean. So your blank is perfectly acceptable. <laughs> I I can name all five freedoms, Sandra. I looked at the back of those SCJ shirts, and I love those SCJ shirts that have all five freedoms on, or all five, yeah, all five freedoms on the back. I think that's really cool. I yes. think that's just a really cool design. Yes. Especially freedom of the press. I think freedom of the press should be bold. Just like so do I, because I'm deeply passionate about that. We, this country wouldn't exist as it does if we didn't have a free press. Mm-hmm. Very yeah. true. Yep. Um, I so definitely think that you could argue that America was built on the First Amendment in the sense yeah. of freedom, because it was just so important. And I think the founding fathers thought it was just so important to a developing country that um, America had those freedoms that not every country has had. And that's why that's First Amendment. It's well, the first. Uh, yeah, I often say there's a reason that it's first, right? So um, a lot of other freedoms came in the Bill of Rights. Obviously, the Bill of Rights is the first ten amendments. Mm-hmm. Um, but the reason that people, that a lot of the Founding Fathers actually signed the Constitution as it stood was because they were guaranteed that immediately on its heels, the Bill of Rights would be coming and they were going to be guaranteed, especially those first five freedoms guaranteed in the First Amendment. Yeah. Um, going to other countries, because I know you've traveled a little bit, have you ever had any like differences where it's just like you don't have the freedom that you had here? Well, that's a really interesting question, actually. Yeah. Um, I have been all over the country or all over the world, and um, this is going to date me a little bit, but when I studied in Germany in 1985 – um, Germany was actually two countries at that time, East Germany and West Germany. Mm-hmm. And, of course, East Germany was communist Germany. Okay, It was under communist rule. And um, I remember one day we were walking around 
um, in East Berlin. And we met up with some teenage girls who were fascinated by the fact that we were wearing jeans, so we must be Western. <laughs> and uh, they came over to us bravely uh, and wanted to talk to us. And it was fascinating because they, they had so many questions about the West, but they were prohibited from really um, hearing about it on their television or reading about it in their newspapers oh. because all of those things were controlled by the government, right? The same is true for um, especially a lot of post-Soviet countries like I also have visited Kazakhstan, Kyrgyzstan, and Armenia, um, all of which are post-Soviet and are just now starting to try to get their legs under them to figure out what is a free press. What is it to be to have freedom of speech and be able to to dispute what your government is is imposing upon you, or even to even to vote openly, right? So um, yeah, it's and and traveling and experiencing that does really help you to appreciate what we have yeah. here. Yeah, I feel like sometimes Americans or even myself just like think the entire world is like what I live, but a lot of people are oppressed and don't have the rights that we do through the First Amendment. I think that's easy to do, though, because it's like all, especially if you've never left the country, it's just all you know, and you just think, oh, it's like, okay, this is all I've seen, so you assume the rest of the world's similar to this. But it's do you think? Not. Do you think that's also why people, you know, don't vote and stuff? You just take for granted yeah. you can. So I can, and maybe I just won't. Um, or I'm not, I can't be bothered to do that. I think it's fascinating what we end up taking for granted in this country. Yeah. Yeah, Especially I mean, right it's very much a privilege compared to other countries rather than what we think of it as is a right. Oh. So, mm -hmm. A lot of people throw it away. Yeah, speaking of that, Braden and I can vote now. We can, which is crazy. Yeah, we're going to make sure we that, vote, yeah. definitely. That's of exciting. Course. Are you guys going to caucus for the first time? I don't um, know what that means. We'll figure it out. Okay. <laughs> I can teach you about caucusing. It's a great experience. You should go. Okay. Uh, we I will definitely go vote, though. If we didn't vote, our, um, or at least my American government teacher in we high had school oh we I had I, Sullivan American government you had okay. Stearns right yes she also would be very upset if I didn't go yeah because like the fact that you did vote is a public record or the fact that you did or didn't vote so she's gonna go back and check all of her students she's gonna <laughs> check. and then email them a strongly worded letter if they didn't and yes. I think Mr. Mooney will also be very upset if we don't vote yeah oh yep. man well I will just tell you this that I totally support that effort you guys should go vote it's an important privilege yeah if you're above the age of 18 and you can vote go vote you know it's just and to some degree that's that's actually embracing and enacting your freedom of speech right i mean you're not actually out there speaking but what you're doing is you are you are saying what you believe in you're saying what's important with that vote now getting into freedom of speech as you said um so freedom of speech from what i understand has one of the biggest like one of the biggest like gray areas of the First Amendment because there's a limit of where first speech or free speech goes to. Can you like explain yeah. the gray area a little bit? Because I'm not a hundred percent like sure on it. Oh my goodness. How much time do you have? Okay. So <laughs> um I guess the thing to remember with all five freedoms with the First Amendment is that there is no absolute with freedom. That is to say, the First Amendment is constantly being reinterpreted 
um, by the Supreme Court and and by the laws that are enacted and and all of that. So we're constantly looking at what it means to be able to have freedom of religion, freedom of speech, freedom of the press. What does that mean? And and how do we interpret that? So with respect to free speech, um, there are a lot of different areas that we do a ton of interpretation on. So for example, um, there are plenty of things that you can't say in certain circumstances because they could lead to the incitement of violence. Um, and if, if a court could prove that your speech was intentionally aimed at driving people to violence, that would be outlawed. Um, there are certain things that you can't say um, because they could just not necessarily incite to violence, but be, but endanger people. So, for example, you can't go into the Vista 3 Theater in Storm Lake, Iowa, when it's packed with all of the Star Wars fanatics at a Star Wars um, opening, which, by the way, I can't wait to see if you've Sam, seen this trick trailer. Um, oh, yeah. But you can't go in there and shout fire. That's or, the one we know about. You right? Can't, you yell can't fire in a crowded theater. Exactly, yeah. because you could endanger people's lives. Yep. In addition, um, and this is less about speech, it kind of is about speech, um, but there are limits with respect to obscenity, okay? So, for example, you guys are podcasters, um, and so what's happening on your podcast has a bit more freedom because it's going out over the internet than, say, for example, if we were broadcasting over KBVU. So there's certain words that the FCC says you can't say on air. Um, we try not to say those words on our podcast. I think that that's best, too, um, <laughs> just because you could be more entertaining. You could be plenty entertaining without those words. Absolutely. But um, the point here is that there are limits, and it's constantly being reinterpreted. Yeah. And then I know, like, in specific places, like, what was it? In school, your, your freedoms are restricted. From what I understand, like not a lot, but right. like it's different. I don't remember. Um, it was it was a court case. What court case? Was when it? you're saying in school, are you talking about in high school or are you talking about in college? What are you talking about? Um, yeah, I'm talking about like in high school, okay. like that some mm-hmm. of your freedoms are know, yeah, yeah. restricted. Case so it's about. Tinker versus Des Moines Independent School yep, District. It was but they came that, to talk to that us. That actually, they're amazing, right? Yeah. Did you meet Mary Beth? Um, I think so. Yeah, they she's, were both there. She's incredible. She's a a friend of mine. We've talked on numerous occasions and yep. I admire her greatly. But actually Tinker versus Independent School District Des Moines Independent School District loosened freedoms for, for students, gave them more rights because the court ultimately ruled in that particular case, Mary Beth John and their friend Chris Eckert chose to wear black armbands with peace symbols on them, um, supporting a ceasefire in the Vietnam War. And that was an unpopular stance, um, particularly with the adults around them. Um, and when they wore those black armbands as a very peaceful form of protest to school, they were um, kicked out of school until they were willing to take their black armbands off. Um, Ultimately, though, the court found that, uh, according to the ruling, students, neither students nor teachers, leave their civil rights, their, their individual rights, at the schoolhouse gate. You've got the opportunity to express yourself freely, even in school. Later, Hazelwood versus Kuhlmeyer is the one that reeled that in a little bit, and, and, it, and it shut down 
student free press to some degree didn't shut it down, but limited it. Uh, so there's been a lot of back and forth and a lot of interpretation. Yeah. But yeah, so you still have you still have all your first amendment rights to an extent in like that situation, right? <laughs> you do, though there's a big difference between public and private schools. So oh. the first amendment actually only pertains to those schools that are considered public schools because those are those are our, run by our government, yeah, yeah. right? And our tax dollars. So Say, for example, Ames High, where you guys both went to school, mm-hmm. that's a public school. So, yeah, First Amendment definitely applies to all of you. But here at BV, interestingly enough, we're a private institution. And so, technically speaking, the First Amendment doesn't apply to us. But we've been fortunate enough at BV to always have a longstanding tradition of behaving as if the First Amendment did apply. Our administration has long respected the First Amendment, and you know I've worked for several presidents at this institution, and we've never been shut down. Our our media has never been shut down or even challenged um, by the administration. So it's an interesting challenge. That's crazy. I didn't I didn't know that I didn't know there was such a big difference between the private and public. But I guess I see it. It's yeah. more like an organization. Well, I guess with, with private, you definitely have to think about, like, religion because you definitely have, um, like, our school. I don't remember what the name of the religion is. Andrew, do you know what it is? Is it at our school here? Yeah. Um, yeah, we're affiliated with the Presbyterian Church. Yeah. Yes. It's like that, but everyone's welcome, of course. They don't really, you know, they're yeah. very open about it, and that's really cool. And, I mean. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't really, I mean, yeah, you couldn't, even if we were, like super religious. Let's just say, let's say for the sake of argument that BV was a Catholic institution. We're not, but we we could never discriminate against people who are not Catholic in terms of admissions and that kind of stuff. I mean, that's the federal government prohibits that kind of discrimination yeah. for the most part. Yeah. Speaking of freedoms, Braden, do you want to tell a little bit of a story about you in high school and the marching band? Oh gosh. I mean, yeah. Sure. You were part of it, Braden. Yeah, I was. So, um, um, so in high school, kind of around the like Colin Kaepernick yes. type thing that happened, um, our school kind of wanted to get behind him. Sorry, not our school. I'm not speaking for Ames High, but um, we asked. I was part of the marching band, and we were performing on Friday, and. Um, we went up to our band directors and asked if we would be able to, like, kneel on the field while we're playing the national anthem. So it wasn't definitely wasn't the entire band, and it was a very select few in the band that wanted to do it. And they said, no, uh, it's going to look stupid if you're just, like, kneeling there and everybody else is playing. So they said we could – they very, very reluctantly said that we could – walk off of the field and then sit in the stands and wait for everybody else to come. And then, yeah, that happened. And Wow. Can I ask you, Brayden, um, did you get any pushback? Oh, my God. There was a lot of pushback. There was a Fox <laughs> News article. There was a lot. Yeah. Well, you do know that this also happened here at BV. Um, we had cheerleaders and football players who were also kneeling um, yeah. and – Initially, 
everybody supported them, but then there was so much pushback um, via, there was a tech article about it, and there was a lot of pushback from some alumni, community members, that kind of stuff, that ultimately the administration um, made the judgment that students could kneel outside of the stadium if they chose to ahead of time, but they were required to stand during the national anthem um, here. And it's, I mean, that's an interesting thing. How did you feel about people wanting to stop your free speech? Well, the first, like, two days, because it happened on Friday, and then, like, over the weekend, I just kept, like, reading these articles. Like, we were called a bunch of trombone-wielding anarchists, and that was uh, that was funny for me. It was funny. Hey, but if I you've th- got to be an anarchist, at least you've got a trombone. Yeah, but then I, I kind of had to fight my family about it a little bit because they, I mean, my family is a military family, and, like, they weren't too happy about it. But I got them behind me, and then my the first real person who was behind me was my American government teacher, um, Mrs. Sullivan. She thought it was awesome what I did, and I like hadn't heard that from anybody, and I don't know. It just made me feel a lot better about. Me too. I admire that. so much you for taking that stand um, and for understanding what it means and being brave in the face of pushback. Um, you know, free speech uh, is a is an amazing freedom that we have, but it doesn't mean that you're going to be free of criticism from others who disagree with you when you mm-hmm. exercise it. And, I mean, you caught some of that, but good for you for standing up for what you're feeling, for what, or sitting, for, yeah. for what it is you believed in um, at that time and for, you know, taking the chance and, and facing down the criticism. It's hard sometimes to take a stand. And so I really, good for you. As a friend of Braden, I can say he took a lot of heat for that decision. (laughs) A lot of heat for that decision. (laughs) And then getting into another instance that we had at Ames High. Braden, you remember, um, it was last year, um, one of these, I don't even know what it was. It was like a church or something assembled outside of our school with some very hateful signs towards the Westboro Westboro Baptist Church. Yeah, yeah. They go everywhere. Yes, they go everywhere. There was... There was like four of them <coughs> holding a bunch of signs, and a lot of Ames High students actually decided to counter protest yeah. and just, you know, hold signs that were a lot more positive right next to them. And I'm glad to say yeah. that that was our high school that did something like that and responded in such a way that it's like, okay, that's a mature way to respond. That's how you use your First uh-huh. Amendment rights. That's yeah. amazing. That's very cool. It was good. Um, just out of curiosity, do you have any idea why Ames High was targeted by the Westboro Baptist Church? Oh, uh, I guess just like our image as as a crazy liberal kind of a crazy high liberal school? high school okay. like with Iowa State and being a college town, I don't know. Hmm. I I think that was the idea for them was that we were hmm. yeah, interesting. Yeah. You know, I don't know this will this will be this will foreshadow your um first amendment class so you'll know this when you become my students in that class. Um, But the Westboro Baptist Church, this is a great example of speech that um, makes a lot of people super uncomfortable and is super unpopular speech, but is allowed by the First Amendment. Uh, They have the right to that freedom to um, express these, I think, by and large, most of us think, terrible, terrible ideas and terrible 
<coughs> I mean, the things that they that they have on their signs are just awful. It's ridiculous. But the government has limited. They won't limit the message. But but the government has limited how and where and and when they can deliver that message. Um, so basically, this is um, this is the government's effort to ensure that people who disagree with that or who feel really uncomfortable or even potentially threatened, the time, place, and manner rule helps to protect them from having to having to deal too much with that awful thing, yeah. but still allows the the Busboro Baptist Church people to make that argument. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is barely an argument. It it's isn't an argument as no. far as yes. I'm concerned. I mean, Uh, Now that we've talked a lot about a First Amendment law, guys, we're getting into that time. It is story time. And I know this one is going to be very hard for you, Andrea. I don't know if you're going to be able to do it. Today's story time. If you could lose one First Amendment right, what would it be and why? My goodness. Okay, so I do this in my class. I make my students decide. We play a game called the Democalypse. It's definitely a personal thing, I feel like. I feel like this has to do a lot with just, like, how you personally feel about each right. Well, ultimately, in the Democalypse, I become the dictator, and I say, you can have four. You can't have five, and you got to choose. That's crazy. And they have to fight it out. Um yeah, so I can't give up a freedom. There, I won't do it. In part because it's it's a trick question, because all of five of the freedoms are intrinsically linked. You can't yeah. you can't unhook one from the other. Freedom of religion is absolutely connected to freedom of speech. Um, the right to assemble is absolutely connected to the right to petition. Uh-huh. Um, the freedom of press influences everything, so I can't. I can't. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna pull this on you in your class when you ask us to pick yeah. to pick one to lose. Go we're, for it. <laughs> okay, great. That means we're not gonna have to actually pick. Um, you know, not being a fun killer here, but um, I'm gonna actually pick one. Unfortunately, really, I'm going to. Can I fight you on it? I yes. mean, fight me. <laughs> yes, I know please. there's there's not a right answer here. They're kind of all wrong, but I just think the least relevant one to me is assembly. I just don't think I'm going to get up and freely assemble. Like, I might speak, but I, I don't know if I'll assemble Colin. in a group of people. Okay. But what does that cover? Let, let me, let me right help you with this. <laughs> so if you give up your right to assembly, you do understand that you can no longer go to a classroom. I can't right? go to a classroom. No, because you're assembling with others for a specific purpose. <laughs> That's part of being, okay, so you can't go to school. You can't be a I part mean, of that. You yeah, can't be so a part of. <laughs> this one actually you pertains can't be a part a of a lot. church. You can't be a part of um, any team that you might be because that's that's the freedom to assemble. Really, you're going to give <laughs> up assembly? Rethink. I mean, I mean, I'm not actually giving it up. So in this hypothetical scenario, yes. And I won't go to school. I'll be a dropout that sits in my oh. basement and eats ice cream. Oh, there you go. But not with other people. <laughs> yeah, not, not with, with other, other people. people. You're going to be a hermit. <laughs> I mean, I'm fine with that. Like, to oh, be you honest. also <laughs> understand that you can't assemble online either. So you can't. Oh, you can't. Really? No, mm-mm. you can't like play games with people <laughs> online. None of that. So I have to be like a hundred percent isolated all yes. the time. I, yes. I somehow I don't see that fitting with your personality, sir. Yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't think it. that would work. Um, I can't pick another one. So, um. Yeah, guys, you can't really pick a right to just, like, lose. Okay, (laughs) I feel like I wouldn't – obviously, I don't want to give up any of these, but, like, 
the one I, not like, I don't know, the one I don't understand the most is the petition the government for redress, which I, I understand it and, like, why we have it and what it is, but, like, when has it ever happened in history? Or has it happened multiple times? Oh, well, so. <laughs> that disappointing oh, okay. side. <laughs> you go into Everything with which you disagree with your government, if you are, if if you give up the right to petition, it means that you're giving up your right to criticize anything that your government does. So, let's just say, for the sake of argument, everybody in the country gives that up. Yeah. Cool. You know what that means? That means I get to become your dictator, <laughs> and I get to run your lives basically, and you have no recourse. I can simply say, if you decide to speak out off with your head yeah right yeah i don't know I that's get, I'm, pretty no, scary no, to give up not that i would give it up i don't want I'm, i wouldn't but like there are specific examples like of each of the freedoms and there's all no the great change in our country has happened as a direct result of, of petition how did the civil rights movement happen yeah okay petition. so it's it's like Andrea, we know there's not big, a right answer. They're all wrong. You can't periods. take away any of them. They're all <laughs> nope. they're all interlinked, nope. and taking away one of them ruins the whole thing. And it's just ruins not America without all of them. Exactly. Yes. Okay. Oh man. Okay. Moving. <laughs> we're gonna move into trivia now. That was enough of that, guys. Pretty much just like use your rights. Like First Amendment rights, amazing. Go vote. We're gonna yeah do that. We're gonna move into trivia andrea i tried to come up with some hard questions but i don't know if these are gonna be hard for you it is multiple choice so we're gonna get right into it i'll ask the first question in what year was the first amendment revised in the constitution a 1987 b 1992 and c 1993 revised i don't know i found this on online it might have been a reinterpretation or something. I don't know. Oh, it's constantly being reinterpreted. Um, but the First Amendment stands, the 45 words of the First Amendment stand as they were written in 1789 and ratified in 1791. Well, that was a later question. Way to, way to ruin that one. <laughs> but, um, we have to give that to you. I don't know. But yeah, yeah we'll, we'll, we'll just give you the second question now, I mean. But... Um, because that was the question was when was it ratified by Congress and it was 1791. But I don't know. When I looked it up online, it said REV and then it said 1992. So that was the answer there for that one. I don't. Mm, I got nothing on it, that it, one. It, it, it wasn't that was revised. The internet. That was the internet. Braden, go ahead and ask the third question. Third question. Okay. Ooh. We know it was 1970, or sorry, 1791 when the first amendment was added. What day was it added to the Bill of Rights? A, November 18th, B, December 15th, or C, December 18th? Getting real specific here. You are getting real specific. What day was it added to the Bill of Rights? I honestly don't know, but I'm going to go with the November date. No, it was It was B. December 15th. Okay. All right. That is hard. That was a hard one. That's a hard, hard one. one. Had to give you a hard one there. Moving on to the next one. We talked about court cases a little bit. Which one of these court cases was not a First Amendment um, court case? Well, I guess you could probably argue that a lot of cases are First Amendment court cases, but we'll just go for the sake of argument. Um, a, Johnson v. Ohio. B, Snyder v. Phelps. And C, Tinker v. Des Moines Independent Community School District. A. 
Correct. I totally just made that one up. I don't yes, even know. Yes, you if did. Johnson that's a case. v. Ohio. <laughs> I, I will say there is a. <laughs> There's a Johnson v. Texas. Johnson v. Texas. I saw that and that's I was a, like, I'm just going to change the that's state. A, that's <laughs> a that's a state. flag burning question, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Oh man. Okay. Uh, next question. Oh come on. Who wrote the First Amendment? I'm James Madison. Yeah. yeah see, I, we didn't even I need I to give her. We didn't even need to give it. I was really trying to stump you here with these questions. I just knew it wasn't going to work. Yep. <laughs> well, you got me on one of them. I couldn't yeah. come up with December 15th. Okay. <sighs> what? Moving on to the next question. What freedom has two clauses in the First Amendment? A, speech. B, religion. C, press. Religion. Do you know what the two clauses are? Um, the government cannot establish it, and then the freedom of religion. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I assume since you can state <laughs> the the amendment word for word that you were going to know that one. Yeah, yeah, the establishment clause actually is uh, a question on my midterm test. So oh, remember oh, that well, one. Prepared. Keep that in mind. Prepared. Establishment. <laughs> okay, question number seven. How many ratified amendments are there? A, 27, B, 28, or C, 25? 27. Correct. Yeah, I was, again, trying to get a trick question in there, kind of, because 25 are active, but two are inactive. Of course, prohibition, Still the ratified. one to make prohibition, and then the other one to get rid of prohibition. <laughs> I make the two it. amendments yep. not active. Yep. 27 <laughs> amendments to the Constitution. And then I just ran out of questions here, so like I might as well give you the point. How many amendments are in the Bill of Rights? Ten. Yeah, I didn't even have to give you the options there. I feel like <laughs> a pretty pretty average person could have answered that one. All right. <laughs> but seven, that was pretty good. So she went – so if we count eight. that – No, we six for eight because she missed the December 15th and then the first one. No, you missed the first one. You missed the first one. I missed the first one. You missed the – No, I got everything except for December 15th. Do we want to research that? We will research that. Okay. Okay, you can come back at me on the research. So we'll give her the seven for eight. Andrea, if you get this one, you will be tied at the top of the trivia leaderboard with Jaden Forbes. Oh, my. Yeah, she went eight for eight. So this bonus question is very important. Of course, the bonus question is from the last episode, and I do know that you listened to that one. So let's see if you remember. Oh, I have an old brain. What's Braden's favorite color? Blue. Yes. That is correct. And Andrea, you go. You are now tied at the top of the leaderboard, eight for eight. We didn't know if this was going to happen, but it, it did yes, happen. You went did. eight for eight. You might. You almost went nine for eight if Colin didn't put hey, exact dates Brayden, on it. Be quiet. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Whatever. But that's going to be it for the episode today, guys. I hope you very much enjoyed, Andrea. We loved having you. Um, we're going to be in photography today. We'll be there. Really? How exciting. Promise. Yes, we will be there. Um, can't promise that we'll be 100% focused, maybe like 98%. <laughs> photography requires focus. Does it require 100%? No. Yes, because otherwise it's a, it's a fuzzy picture. Yeah, right, that, yeah, that right. was the pun. You get the pun because you have to be in oh, focus. Yeah, that okay, was funny. Okay. That was really funny. Um, but yeah, don't forget everyone to go listen to the other podcasts on KBVU, um, Score Check and Football Unfocused. Um, I don't really have anything else to say. Andrea, do you want to plug anything? Uh, I just want to thank you both for helping me to celebrate the First Amendment Week uh, on BVU's campus. Oh, yeah, uh, we forgot to mention favorite, that. This is my favorite <laughs> yeah. week of the year. I like this better than Christmas. So Whoa. thanks for being a part of it with me. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't forget it's First Amendment Law Week. Um, that's, of course, all we have for today. Braden, do the honors. Bye-bye.